Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore. The question that's on everyone's lips is, is Bitcoin a scam? Now, I've probably been asked 350, 400 times my thoughts on Bitcoin. And for at least two years, I've held back and resisted sharing what I think about Bitcoin for a load of reasons. Uh, Main reason is I don't like to make comments on things I don't feel I have a decent level of knowledge about. Uh, And uh, up until today, I wasn't in Bitcoin. Uh, And so I felt that I should just keep learning, studying, researching, etc. I have many good friends and business associates, partners in different areas of business who are in Bitcoin, who've been in Bitcoin since 2013. And it's finally time to come out about Bitcoin. So I want to share a few things with you, which I think will be very relevant. You know, what, what is Bitcoin? What's the market of Bitcoin like? What's the function and purpose and how it's being used? Is it real? What's maybe the future of it? Now, um, I'm not going to predict something that I don't know how to predict. Uh, and um, I don't have a crystal ball. But let's get dug in and started. If you've got any questions, ping them in the chat box or if you're listening on the podcast, um, put a question in the disruptive entrepreneurs community. So Bitcoin is designed as a scarce, finite amount of currency that is decentralized. So it is not uh, in power or control of a bank or an authority. It's decentralized. Um, And the blockchain is essentially a a public ledger, um, which is the data is shared across all of the, um, you know, the mining computers for Bitcoin such that it's decentralized, not controlled by one server or mainframe. And as such, is supposed to be highly secure. Um, the way it's changed, I think, is that Bitcoin is now being used as a store of value, whereas its initial purpose is for a currency. You know, so people were buying and selling things in Bitcoin. It was used on Silk Road and, uh, you know, the, the, the dark web um, for maybe more illicit or illegal purchases because of the, um, you know, the discretion, the um, security, the um, anon- an- anonymity of it. Um, but of course, it's, it's become a little bit more mainstream now, but it's not really being used that much as a currency because the you know, the trading costs are high. If you want to buy a coffee with a um, with Bitcoin, which it was initially tended, intended as a currency and still can be used as that, there's high transaction costs. So what a lot of people are doing is going into Bitcoin as a store of value because the price is going up and up and up and up and up. And I don't even want to say what the price is today because tomorrow it might be higher or it might crash, but it's going up and up and up and up. Now, I know people who got in at $5 
I know people who got in at $30. I know people who got in at $100. And then it went up 2,000, 5,000. It peaked at 7,000, then 8,000. So it's gone ballistic. Um, so let's just talk about what Bitcoin is and isn't, etc. Um, so I think a lot of people are now getting interested in Bitcoin. And I have a real worry about that from a fundamental um, concept of investing. And, you know, really with investing, you should be looking at observing the masses doing the opposite. You know, when everyone, um, maybe people with n not specific investment knowledge experience, and I've held off for a long time and I've, I, I um, own, co-own or manage over 700 properties and I'm, I'm invested in just about every asset class and I've still held off. Um, so there's a lot of people getting into Bitcoin that don't really know what they're doing or don't really know how to invest and they're speculating rather than investing. And um, where uh, many crypto and Bitcoin um, fans might um, challenge me on this, but I'll challenge you back. I think it's a speculation right now. I do not think it's a, um, a, a well-researched, long-term, safe investment class yet. Uh, and the reason being is, is because it's not been going long enough. Um, I think it's, 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 you know, it's what, about a decade in, you know, give or take. So that's not long to get to know a class. If you think property and stocks and bonds, you know, they're centuries old. This one in the grand scheme of being able to build enough knowledge and research and have historical data, it's very, very young. Now, the upside of it being very young is it's disruptive, it's unregulated, and therefore, whew, you know, you have this big upside. So that's why the price has been going mental, um, you know, compared to other classes. So I, if you're going to go in, uh, I'd give you a few um, tips on this. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting some people messaging me saying, you know, there are other coins. Yeah, there are other coins. Neo, which is Neo Chinese, isn't it, Josh? I think. Um, of course, you've got Ethereum. You've got loads of others. Um, actually, let's come to that now because yeah, big, people talk about Bitcoin like it's the only one, and like Bitcoin is Bitcoin, whereas Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency, and there are lots of cryptocurrencies. Um, and you know, I like the tech behind cryptocurrencies, and I like the the concept of a cryptocurrency, so the decentralization. We're in a real decentralization of money um, time at the moment, because if you think about crowdfunding, you know, if you think about private investing, um, you, know, you know, obviously cryptocurrencies, a lot of power control is being taken away, moved away by the banks. And it's not like, hey, I'm nicking all the banks' money and banks, I don't have any control. It's just individuals, coders, Creative entrepreneurs can become your own banks, can set up a crowdfund, can set up a fund, um, can set up your own cryptocurrency. There's an artist who set up a, a cryptocurrency to buy her work called, and it's called Bitcoin. Um, and I like the concept of decentralization because it's very un entrepreneurial. Um, it, it, it works in the concept of the free markets and of, of capitalism and of creating competitiveness. Um, you know, if, we, if there is more competition to the banks, Ultimately, it should make money faster, more free, less friction. It could make lending and borrowing cheaper, more instant. It's likely that the blockchain and the technology behind Bitcoin is going to improve the speed of, say, property transactions because it takes six weeks um, at the moment, if, if not longer, to you know, buy and sell a house. It can take months. Um, also, you know, the, the fact that it's a public ledger, which means everyone can view all transactions, so transparency is 
you know, so there's a lot of upsides of, of, of cryptocurrency and the, and the technology behind it. Um, so, yeah, sorry. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector. I'm a watch investor. And those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk. And he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him. I've used him for many years. And recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. If it's this, which is just like an open discussion at the moment, I just want to say before I continue this open discussion, I'm not advising you to do anything. I'm discussing. Don't go and get in on Bitcoin just because, you know, I've got in on Bitcoin. I'm in on Bitcoin um, as a speculative, you know, risk. You know, I don't see it as an investment. I see it as speculation, which is to me one level down from gambling. So if I put money into the stocks, if I put money into art, I just went, um, uh, I just bought a decent amount of art um, Monday. So, you know, but that, but I bought a lot of that art and it's gone up a lot in value over the last few years. Um, and I see that as an investment and it's something that I can enjoy. There's some proof, there's some history. I bought some of the art, it's gone up. Um, but the reason I am in crypto is because I think you learn best when you're in. Um, and, you know, you can read books and watch, list of podcasts and watch videos and, you know, go on courses. Uh, and that's great. And you should. And I've been doing this now for two years. I don't see myself as a crypto guru. OK, I think I've I know enough now to be able to start a discussion on it, tell you what I'm doing, keep you abreast, tell you where to go and what to learn. So, so see if there's demand, if you want any more from me. Um, but I don't see myself as a crypto guru. Even the crypto gurus, they, they can't have been in this for more than you know sort of eight or nine years. So it's still very young. And if you remember what happened with the Nasdaq, that was very young. Um, and yeah, it didn't get very old. And we had, you know, we had the dot-com boom bust. So one of the reasons I'm in is because I feel like if I'm in, I'll learn better. Uh, Because when you're vested in, you know, you've got emotion. It's real. You know, you you can watch a game of poker or you can go in and, you know, chuck some money in the kitty and actually play. Um, So at the moment, I'm testing, if you like. Now, I didn't put in a thousand. I didn't put in five thousand, but I didn't put in a hundred thousand. So I just thought, what's an amount to me that's enough to make me feel like, OK, I'm serious. I'm interested. I'm going to work this out. I'm going to watch it. But not too much such that if I just completely lost it, I'd be like, nah, OK, entrance fee. You know, it doesn't affect me too much. And so I would recommend if you're going to go in, I would go in on that level of t- to you. So it might be 50 quid. It might be 50 grand, depending on how much that is to you. If 50 quid is a lot of money, don't put 50 quid. If 50 grand is nothing to you, fine. Um, now you can buy up to, I think it's something, you know, you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. Like, I don't know exactly what the fraction is, but it's, it's something like, you know, a, a millionth or something. So you can buy a very small amount of, 
of, of Bitcoin, if you like. You don't get physical things. You just get keys. Um, so it's just something that's stored on a ledger online. So, yeah, um, it's, it actually took me a few days just to work out how to use Bitstamp and how to use the wallet and how to, you know, do, do the authentication and the security because th that is a bit of a minefield in itself. Uh, I've been studying it for two years. I've got a friend who's been in since 2013, you know, and he's made millions uh, and he's not put millions in. He's put a decent amount in, but not millions. And he's made millions and millions. And the person that got him in that went even in earlier than him has made millions and millions and millions. Now, this is a tricky one, because if you go, oh, they've made millions and millions and didn't put millions in, I've got to go in. But they've been in for four, five and six years. So wouldn't we all have liked to have been in for five or six years ago? Yes, we would. But we weren't. And in some regards, I kick myself. But in other regards, I didn't get in because I knew I didn't understand it. And so that was a good decision to make, to not to go in, because it's self-aware to go, hey, you know, Rob, you might think you know a bit about property and investing. But actually, you've never, um, you know, you've never done Bitcoin before. You don't know what you're doing. Don't go in. So I made the right decisions, um, even though looking back, it would have been nice to go in. And also, I was doing other stuff. You know, I've got training, I've got books, I've got podcasts, I've got, um, you know, my property portfolio, etc. So, yeah, um, you know, like you can't do everything. So don't go into Bitcoin thinly without knowing what you're doing when you're doing too many other things. So study it, research it, get some mentors on it, find some people who've been in for, you know, four years plus and get them to help you. So <clears throat> one of my friends and JV partners in another business who's been in since 13, I think he went in un when it was under $50. So, you know, and, and he, um, he pound cost average. So he went in once and then he went in again. He didn't go in all at the same time, which is another tip. You know, if you go all in at the same time with everything you've got, if it goes down, you lose more. Whereas if you go in progressively, you pound cost average, you know, you, you slight, you, you to a certain degree, um, negate the downside. Um, so, yeah, so he's been helping me set up the account, work it out. He's been teaching me about it. He's been telling me what books to read, what people to follow, what, you know, what documentaries to watch, etc. cetera. Uh, and yeah, so it's official. I'm in. Uh, and yeah, I'm, yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, I've definitely learned a lot through the process. I think that um, there are so many cryptos now, but the capitalization of cryptos is not big. It's, you know, like it's what, 130 billion. It's, you know, in the low hundreds of billions. Whereas, you know, there's trillions a day going around the banking system. So it's still a very small market with what you'd think is a lot of room to grow. Um, but of course, you have no idea what's going to happen. And uh, initially, I didn't go in when I felt like I might have been ready because I thought, well, I want to almost want to short it. You know, I think, oh, it's got high, it's got high, it's got high. I want to wait till it drops. Um, but it hasn't and it hasn't shown any sign. And I just thought, well, if I wait till it drops and then I get in, I've still got to learn how to get in because it's not like setting up a bank account. It's a lot more complicated than that. Um, and so I just thought, well, you know, let's get in. Let's watch. Let's see what happens. Uh, now, I know people who are bullish on Bitcoin who think that Bitcoin's going to be $50,000 a Bitcoin at some point. I'm definitely not saying that will be the case, but I know some people are very bullish on it. Uh, so, yeah, you've got to make your decision. It, it, the reason I decided not to wait any longer um, uh, for a correction or to short it, if that's possible, is just because I didn't, you know, I, I could have been, I've been saying that for a while and it's not happened. Um, and, you know, one thing that gives me a bit of confidence about Bitcoin is the technology behind it is solid uh, and it's, it's got many great uses. Um, 
you know, in which you, it, it, you know, if, if cryptocurrencies in and of themselves maybe don't become a ubiquitous form of currency, well, you know, this shared online ledger is going to be great for property transactions. It's going to speed up the process. It's going to be great for voting, you know, probably going to polling stations. That's going to be something of the past, you know, because it's very secure and it's public. Um, you know, it could be, it could be, it's got many, it could be have a lot of great uses in medicine and science. So it's a really solid and it's decentralized. So one power can't own it or control it. Now, of course, there's discussions about um, governments or countries banning it. One has already. Um, but of course, it's a global market now and a country bans it. You could probably still get into it from different countries. But, you know, that's all that all remains to be seen. And um, you know what? I'm not going to predict what can't be predicted. Um, so if you look at all the cryptos that are out there, I think you should be careful um, because, you know, a bit really a cryptocurrency and, you know, like a new cryptocurrency uh, is ultimately a startup. And in the dot com boom bust, there were a load of startups. There were penny stocks that went from a penny to a pound overnight and then bust. And it's very likely that most of these cryptocurrencies are not going to survive and thrive because they're startup businesses and startup businesses have a high likelihood of going bust. So yeah, there's people here saying, oh, there's this crypto, there's that crypto, there's that crypto. There is, there's hundreds of them. But you know what? It's even more risky going into a crypto that's a bit newer, um, you know, that hasn't maybe got the, 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 um, the systems, the following, the backing, the finance behind it. Uh, so yeah, you know, that's something to think about. Um, also, dip, if different cryptos have different uses. So you've got, you know, you've got the cryptocurrency of Bitcoin. Um, then you have others that are like smart contracts. So they're not, they don't necessarily have the same function or purpose. Like Ethereum is, is smart contracts. Um, some people are saying, hey, Rob, thanks for endorsing Bitcoin. I'm, I'm not endorsing Bitcoin per se. I'm telling you what I'm doing, what I'm thinking. I want to get the discussion going. I think the most important thing in, in, in this discussion that we're having is getting more knowledge about it. Real knowledge, deep knowledge. You know, like I'm seeing some people say, hey, you know, like you can make 1% a day out of Bitcoin. Be very careful and wary about that. You know, hey, give me your money and I'll make 1% on Bitcoin. Put it into this thing and it will make you 1% on Bitcoin. This bot We'll make you 1% on Bitcoin, you know, 1% a day. Nonsense. Let that be said. Um, you know, like when you have this unregulated market, the upsides are high growth, entrepreneurialism, enterprise, the, the lack of friction in stopping you solve problems. The downside is anyone can get in, including the dodgy. You know, there are those that will try and sell you the shovel to dig the gold rather than the gold. That can be good. That can be bad. Um, you know, just be very careful where you put your money. Make sure you put it to a, you know, a trusted source. Get advice from someone who's in heavily. You know, and what um, what app, what source? You know, what 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 um tech do they use? How do they back it up? And um, where is it safe? Where is it not? Uh, so yeah, um, I'm not endorsing it per se. Um, yeah. I think it's exciting uh, that we've got something that is disrupting the banks and we've got we've got, um, you know, new forms of currency. You know, look what Dave did with the Bank of Dave, although, that you know, that was, it's more regulated at the moment to set up a bank. Um, and the finite amount of Bitcoin, 21 million 
and around 16 million have currently been mined, um, according to you know my source. That may change as you watch this. Um, you know the thing with money is they print more and 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 more of it. And so there, you know, so there's not a finite amount. And when you, you know, it's a su supply demand thing. If you have a finite amount, ultimately you should get to the point where you have more demand than supply. If you have more supply than demand or the ability to supply more than the demand, then, in, then this, that's where you get a devaluation or, you know, inflation. So with money, they can just keep printing more and more and more and more and more and more and more. And, more. and what happens is your pound gets devalued. Um, but the opposite is happening with Bitcoin because there's a finite amount. And so it can't be devalued in the same way. Um, so it's deflationary, not inflationary. And that's definitely something that's interesting. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about mining Bitcoin. Um, my source tells me that the, the cost of electricity to mine it is often more than, you know, the, the, the amount that you can make mining Bitcoin, which is why a lot of people in countries where electricity is really cheap mine Bitcoin. So I'd definitely be careful in by going and getting all the equipment to mine Bitcoin and doing all that because that's a serious job. Something I don't know a lot about, by the way. I'm just passing on information from, you know, my mentor in this, if you like. Um, also, I know that you can invest in funds that invest in Bitcoin. You know, I use Hargreaves Lansdowne as the, um, the app and the way in which I sort of self-invest. But of course, that's really just like investing in any other fund. But you may see it as de-risked. Um, you may want to put a bit of your money in Bitcoin and a bit in Ethereum, you know, just to, for example, and I'm not recommending that, I'm just saying to, to slightly diversify. But, you know, if you set up an account, say, on Bitstamp and you invest in Bitcoin, well, you can't get into most of the other cryptos on that. And then you have to have another platform and another app. And, you know, you need your Trezor for your security. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated. Um, so if you would like me to bring out some of my sources and, um, you know, get a deeper dive on Bitcoin and um, give you more help and support and advice and guidance and warnings. I, I see it as important to warn people about cryptos as to, you know, say, hey, you know, like, it's a great opportunity. I think it I think there are a lot of people out there trying to, to sell you in because they want you to buy something from them. I, had, I have nothing for you to sell you. And in fact, if I started getting some of my sources and mentors and people who I really admire and have a lot of knowledge in Bitcoin, the first thing I'd probably get them to do is to warn you of all the risks, um, to talk about the, the, the nuts and bolts of it, um, to get to teach you what it is and how to use it before you know, you're being taught how to invest it, speculate in it and make money out of it. So I'd, I'd almost do it the other way around to how I think a lot of people are going to sell it. Um, but, you, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot of internet marketers selling, hey, here's the Bitcoin course, make millions. Um, I'd definitely be wary of that. Uh, I, I think that, you know, in two years, it could be proven that Bitcoin is 50,000 US dollars. It could be that it's five dollars. You know, who knows? Um, but I think that an, another upside that it has is that, um, you know, a lot of people don't have, and Mervyn's just said it's a faith-based supply and demand. Um, so on that point of faith, a lot of people now don't trust governments. They don't trust banks. They don't trust the financial system. You know, they realise that most banks are kind of, or they feel that most banks are actually insolvent. And, you know, they're, it's like a bit of a house of cards and you only need one small event to happen for it all to fall apart. Now, I'm not as doom and gloom about that because I think that, you know, there'd be some huge downsides about that. That's why we've had quantitative easing. That's why banks have been bailed out, because I think the downside is huge. But what a lot of people think is the financial system is fragile, broken. 
Uh, and so the good thing about having these decentralized currencies is that they're a hedge against currency, um, you know, huge inflation, you know, or, or a currency being disrupted. Uh, and I've always invested in gold as that because I think that if currency becomes, you know, worthless, then gold probably goes up in value. So I would see it as a hedge against, um, you know, the, the banking system and, and other currencies. And there's nothing wrong with being diverse and hedged, you know, so like I'm heavy into property, but I like to have some managed funds and some ISAs um, as a hedge on the property portfolio. I like to have physical and non-physical, you know, so art and gold, physical, um, you know, I like to have watches and other things because they, you have a balanced portfolio and you hedge um, one thing against another. And so, you know, cryptocurrency could be seen as a hedge. But then, you know, if you get into the real startup startups, you're basically investing in a startup business. And so I think that's how you should see it. Wow, we went for 23 minutes and I thought I was going to do about 15. So um, just let me know uh, if you um, want me to wheel out some of my um, anonymous experts in uh, crypto who know a lot more than me. Um, if you want more education on it, let me know. Um, at the Make Manage Master Money event coming up, I've got a crypto speaker speaking who's very well regarded. Um, he's very science and fact based. Um, I'm going to interview him for the podcast. So if you're listening, he's going to probably be in around mid-December. Um, and hey, look, if you want me to share more of this, I will. And if you don't, I won't. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. But remember, Bitcoin is risky.